Today we're going through 10 more quick parenting tips, what works, what doesn't, and how to do the important stuff. Today we're looking at character development in ourselves and in our kids. Hi, I'm Paul, this is Carolyn, and welcome back to The Home Place. We're going through 10 more parenting tips from the book Child Guidance. You can get it on Amazon. Um, let's dive in with the first one. Strength of character consists of two things, power of will and power of self-control. This is an interesting mm -hmm. quote, um, quite deep actually, but the power of will and the power of self-control. As I read this and from other readings by this author and the scriptures, the power of will is the power for us to choose to do things God's way. Right. It's, it's the letting our will be connected to his will right. and us saying, yeah, it's okay. I can do it your way. That takes strength because of the second part of the quote, the power of self-control. Self-control is, you know, so often we just want to do things our own way. Well, it would be kind of like this, the person who is not going to get into smoking anymore. Maybe they have been and they've decided they're going to quit. The power of self-control is to be able to make that choice. And why this is relevant to now in the book Child Guidance is that the foundation for all of this that produces what we become in later years starts in our childhood. Yeah. And this is, it's the strength of character. And that's what we're talking about in, in this program is character development in ourselves and, and, and in our can children. And you can see adults now in their lives and you can look and say they didn't learn this right, in their right. childhood. Well, many of us didn't. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. an ongoing process mm -hmm. and we're going to get into mm -hmm. that. But power of will and power of self-control, you're going to see that kind of amplified through all of the, the next few quotes. Okay, next quote, wifey. Character does not come by chance. It is not determined by one outburst of temper, one step in the wrong direction. It is the repetition of the act that causes it to become habit and molds the character either for good or for evil. You know, that's super encouraging because if we're tempted to think, oh boy, I've blown it now big time. It's like, no, a one-off isn't, isn't blowing it big time. Even a two-off isn't blowing it big time. It's repeated over and over that becomes habitual and then that becomes part of who we are. Yes, yeah. It's, you know, if we're pouring ourselves as moms, I mean, I'm not a mom, obviously, but if mom and dad are pouring themselves into their kids and they're patient with them most of the time and then they blow because the children didn't do what they were supposed to do, it's like oftentimes, and we've had this situation ourselves and we've had other people come to us. Oh, I'm a terrible mom. My children would be better off without me. And, you know, <laughs> oh, I've said it. <laughs> but it's not our character and even their character mm -hmm. is not determined by one outburst. I mean, right. that, isn't that encouraging? Very, very, because we've a, all had at least one outburst. <laughs> a day, <laughs> an hour. <laughs> but it's if we can... If we can build these habits, these good habits of patience and self-control and giving our will, our choices to God, then our character is going in the right direction, even though there might be outbursts. Mm -hmm. That's what this right. is saying. That, right. That's very encouraging. It's, it's habit. Habit becomes character, not outbursts, not one-offs. Um, okay, that was Child Guidance, page 60, uh, 164. Let's read the next one. 
your most important work. This is to written to parents. Parents, for Christ's sake, do not blunder in your most important work, that of molding the characters of your children for time and for eternity. See, the world gives no emphasis on character mm -hmm. training, really. It's like just, it's, you know, honesty and dependability and um, working hard. I mean, they're all good things, but actually how you instill those in your kids. What, what, where do you get well, a class on there's, that? There's either two schools of thought. One is that you don't even try to cultivate those things. Yeah, because they're just rascals through Because and through and... nobody does that. You know what it's like. So you, you're in the store and you realize you've been, you've not received, you've received too much change, perhaps what you purchased, or there's something on your list and they never charge you for it. Right. And you go back and I've done this. You go back and you point that out and it's like, What's wrong with you? People are like, whoa, you're little, because nobody does that. Nobody does the honesty thing. Yeah, the whole world is self-focused. Right. And I, I'll go on record and say a lot of people, even in the church, are still very right. self-focused. And the profession doesn't change the heart, just changes the brain. Well, it's so, character development so that changes. So it's either that, we, it's either thought that, of course, that's not something you teach your children, and either they have it or they don't. And if you don't, you don't, and most people don't so don't worry about it but right. here is saying that's the blunder don't miss out on that and I think molding the characters is something that nobody really thinks about yeah and that's it, the blunder is missing that we need to yeah. be doing that. and and it's because it's it's such a slow work mm -hmm. I mean you're pouring in and you don't see a huge amount of results well, and that's because we're in an instant age right we right. just want it instantly you got your phone and if it doesn't come up straight away it's like well, let's get a new phone because well, this thing's too slow well if you want to change the look of your house it's like okay it's you know Thursday we can run down to Home Depot we can buy the paint we can have this done by the end of the weekend and mm -hmm. boom there you go you got a new living room but when it comes to child training it's a slow work right it's pouring in day and you after almost day. the 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 results on a daily basis are almost imperceptible it's That's only the, as you look yeah. back you go oh wow look but because the results are so slow in coming we can get discouraged and then mm -hmm. we blunder on the mm -hmm. most important work but the we can't go through the whole section here because um, like Carolyn said at the beginning there's too many quotes but the character is foundational to our kids usefulness our kids happiness and all their later years and whilst they're in our home and they're moldable that's our greatest work as it said our well greatest and work. and it's for eternity. Yeah. <laughs> That's the significant part. It's like, this isn't just here and now. This is for eternity. Yeah. Big deal. Okay, let's go to quote number four. We're really firing through them today. When you have faithfully done all that you can do, bring your children to Jesus, and with earnest, persevering faith, make intercession for them. The Lord will be your helper. He will work with your efforts. Oh boy, have I done that many, many times as a mother, and, I, and we both have, but I want to encourage you, moms in particular, if you haven't done that, it's something you wanted to be doing on a daily basis almost, because bringing those, you, you do your part, but really what we do, you sometimes look at it and think, what difference will this make? Right. And that's when you then turn them over to God and say, I've done all I can do, please fill in the gaps, you I, do the rest. I, I love this quote, Charles. 
our guidance, page 172, mm -hmm. please. You, we don't get any, well, if you go to Amazon Smile and you select the home place as your charity that you support, then we will get a tiny, tiny bit, but we're not here <laughs> to try and make money off a of child guidance. We just want you to read it, please. Right, right. This, is, this is page 172. And I hope, if nothing else, we've given new eyes to this book because it's sometimes been viewed in, in a more old, outdated well, negative it, light it is old and the language is outdated but, but the, the principles are timeless are you got yeah super practical this i love because it's like when you've done everything you can do you pulled your hair out you've told them a thousand <laughs> times you've done all of that then jesus is saying to us bring it to me and you finish off well, praying for them hang yeah. on you you <laughs> the interruptions today are wild i haven't been able to speak for more than a few seconds well, that's good i like your input but i just wanted to say you know our children are 20 and 22 they're both out of the home and we pray like crazy for them our kids are facing decisions quite big decisions and we're not so intimately involved in their lives now as we were when they were little kids. I mean, we are still involved, but we don't have the... Um, moment by moment. The, or the say like we used to have. Mm -hmm. It's now their decision. So here we are doing this. Make intercession for them. That's what we do like three times a day. It's like, Lord, please be with their choices. <laughs> what I wanted to say yeah. <laughs> was earnest, persevering faith. It's not a case of, hey, God, you know what? I've done my thing. Do yours. Amen. It's like <laughs> yeah. begging God, pleading with God to be by their side, to be working in their hearts, whether they're upstairs, in the bedroom, wherever they are, or whether they're across the other side of the country. The like, like Caleb, he's 7,000 miles away right now. Right, right. But God's still right there. But I love it. He will work with your efforts. Right. So, right. hey, Moms, dads, it's not all down to us. Right. You know, when you're off duty, like when you're asleep, see every time you are <laughs> off duty, but when you're off duty, God isn't. He's still there and he's still pleading with your kids. And when you're uh, in bed at night and you can't sleep and you've woken up, you can be still praying for your children and you're still working for them right then. Yeah, I mean, it's been my habit for years and years and years to pray for my kids when I first wake up. But I tell you, of recent, it's like when I wake up, it's like, don't need to pray for them. I've been praying for them all night. <laughs> I still do. And I haven't been praying all night. It just seems that way sometimes. Um, okay, let's go to number five. Children are often indulged from their babyhood and wrong habits become fixed. Others go to the opposite extreme and rule their children with a rod of iron. Neither of these follow out the Bible directions, but both are doing a fearful work. Now, <laughs> it's kind of funny because we've done both of these. <laughs> we have gone through periods of indulgence. Oh, that it's just easier that way. <laughs> uh -huh. You know, there's not so much will crossing. Oh, you, you don't want to do your school? Well, we never went to that extreme. But, you know, we, we became soft and then we were like, no, 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 this isn't working. We need to be firm. And we would, we would go to the other extreme and be like a rod of iron and turn the home into some kind of military boot camp kind of atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, no, they both produce the same results. Right. They're both fearful because either ditch is just not a good ditch. And when you're in this ditch, you know, you can tend to think that ditch is really wicked. This ditch is not as bad as that ditch, but well, they're both bad. And the other thing is, as parents, we naturally observe other parents. Right. And it's like... Oh, they're way too lenient on their kids. We're not going to let our kids get away with that. And they're looking at you thinking, 
Oh, they're poor kids. I mean, they can't do anything, you know, because we, we so, give out. As always, balance is in the middle, down the middle of the road, being tender and soft and f but firm as well and there's a chapter we're going to come to not today but right. in the future that really balances out these two things yeah there is a message that carol and i did called with love and firmness the link is in the bio whether you're on facebook or youtube or wherever you're watching check it out it's an hour's worth just on that very topic and it was just one chapter out of this book that's right um so if you find yourself being indulgent, you're gonna to have to firm up a little bit. And if you find yourself being too firm, I hate to tell you, but you're gonna to have to lay off them a little bit. I mean, otherwise you will have fearful results. Either way. It, we've gotta get this right and only God can help us get it right because otherwise we're gonna, and you've seen it, you've seen children or grown men that were raised, oh, my parents were real strict, I'm not being strict with my kids, and they go to the opposite extreme, or somebody who was brought up and they could do anything, they go really hard on their kids. Well, so. and to walk the middle of the road, which is the safest place out of either ditch, is if you're in the firm ditch, you are gonna have to be softer than you think you should. Yeah, and that hurts. And if you're in the soft ditch, you're gonna have to be firmer than you think you should. So either way, to walk that midline, you're gonna have to be relying upon God and, and not doing what is your natural inclination. That's right, do. not doing, it's gonna be a battle for us right. to get to the middle because we're automatically pulled mm -hmm. to our ditch. Mm -hmm. Okay, number six. The lessons learned and the habits formed during the years of infancy and childhood have more to do with the formation of the character and the direction of the life than have all the instruction and training of after years. I can remember reading that when our children were babies. Nice. And trying to process what that meant and realizing that it was really putting a lot of emphasis on what I was doing right now. Yeah because it was like what you're choosing to do with them right now is gonna have an impact on the future. And I think we tried really hard to not cultivate in our children habits that they would have to break in older life. So just giving an example, and we've used this before, table manners you know having your child be really sloppy and messy at the table but when they're 10 you know when they're when they're two and three and not not trying to encourage them in a better way when they're 10 we wouldn't be appropriate when they're 20 it's an outright embarrassment right so we want to think about when they're younger what what is this going to look like and am i going to have to undo what i'm now cultivating in my young yeah. child. So it said here, the lessons learned, the habits formed during the years of infancy mm -hmm. and childhood. Mm -hmm. So maybe this is kind of zero to 10 mm -hmm. or zero to eight mm -hmm. even. Uh, in fact, the, the same author of this book elsewhere said the first seven years were the most influential. Well, she says the first three. The first three and then another place she <clears throat> yeah. says the first seven uh, with slightly different wording. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so. How can that be? I mean, when you're dealing with your 10-year-old and your 12-year-old, I mean, that's important stuff when you're trying to get your kids through the social media world and they're trying to marry the right person and, <laughs> you know, get the right employment. Surely that's big stuff. But, you know, a lot of those decisions are made from who they are mm -hmm. and who they are is formed as we instruct them whilst they're little. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit, it reminds me, just as you were reading that quote, reminds me of a tomato plant. You know, a Carolyn grows a lot of stuff in, the, in our greenhouse and there's other videos on that as well. Um, <laughs> but if a tomato plant is stressed when it's little, mm -hmm. 
it never really produces the fruit that it could. Um, and it's, it's when it's just this high that it gets stressed, but it doesn't produce fruit until it's as big as I am. So it's really important that we put that effort and that patience and those prayers into those young children. Now, if you're watching this with a 12 and a 15 year old, you're probably saying, oh no, it's oh, not well, good then, for me. I was about to say, don't throw in the towel because as you were describing the tomato plants and I was thinking about some of the stressed plants that I had this year yeah. for different reasons, but over time and nurturing and cultivating and doing Extra the right stuff. Extra nurturing over the other plants. They yeah. actually did produce a great harvest. Yeah. So don't feel like if you're just coming to this today, this is your first introduction to these concepts. I've blown it. Or my <laughs> kids will be a disaster. They will be fruitless in this world. No, you're going to be able to redeem the time with that earnest prayer and, and that you we talked start, about. You've got to start where you are. Right. I mean, right. it's no use saying, oh, I didn't do it when there was zero to seven, so now I'm not going to do it at all. Right. Then you haven't done it at all. It'll be best great. to do it later. You know, it would be great to be able to turn the clock back, but we can't turn the clock back. Well, there's one way to turn the clock back. Have another one. Well, and even then, <laughs> that doesn't really solve it because in 10, 15, 20 years time, if you have another one and it gets to that age, you'll look back and think, oh, wow, I wish I'd known this and this and this and this. God well, uses... I have the solution. Then you have another one. No, God uses <laughs> imperfect human beings to mold the characters of the children that he loans to us. That's just the way it is. And, and it's true. You can't just keep having another one and another one. Otherwise, grandparents would be like the best parents. And There's the, a lot there's that we're going to talk about about that later. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's go on to number seven. Subdue your children when they are young. With many parents, this is sadly neglected. They do not take as firm and decided a stand as they should in regard to their children. I see and I have seen a lot of parents who are doing their best as they, as they understand it, um, but they're still letting their children get away with stuff that they shouldn't be allowing them to get away with. And I see parents trying to be firm with their children but they don't really want to get into crossing their will or kind of looking like they're a little bit mean or whatever. And we don't need to look mean, but we do need to be, what was the words here, uh, firm and decided. And that, to me, that's super important. As many, as much of the parenting counsel that we have given over the years, probably a lot of it falls into this. You, you just got to, you got to raise the bar. You've got to well, expect more. And it's bringing out, subdue them when they are young. Yeah. Don't be trying to do this when they're older. If this is where you've come, then you work with where you are. But if you have young children, don't put it off and think a later season will be better because when they're younger, they are the most moldable that they are going to be. Go, going back to the very first quote, it's when they're young and we're, we're trying to be firm and decided. It's we're teaching them to surrender their will at that point to our will. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, we're just trying to get them used to being unselfish, unselfish and to follow mm -hmm. our will and eventually as, as they grow up, we transition that onto God's will and we step out of the picture. But, you know, a, a two-year-old isn't going to understand that Jesus died on Calvary and that's supposed to motivate me to be a good girl and not, you know, throw my food on the floor. That's way beyond. So we've got to teach them to obey us and then transition into that. And that's really what this is talking about. And, and it's not an accident that society doesn't really encourage this subduing of the young child. Oh, just let them do what they want. Yeah. Because by the time 
society begins to realize that something's amiss and we need to do it, most often those young people are about, about in their teen years. And yeah. then they say, the teen years are the worst. They're awful. Oh boy, you wait till they're teens. And I heard it over and over again when our children were younger. But when you do this when they're younger, the teens does not turn into this horrendous experience. Yeah, I mean, this isn't bragging, but we put these principles into action by God's grace when our kids were younger. And the teens were great. It was probably the highlight for us. The, it was just wonderful. Mm -hmm. We were companions together. We all... Of course there was stuff we bumped oh, there into. Was, there was big stuff to deal with, but we'd all learned to surrender our wills to God and to each other. Not that we did it 100% of the time, but it, it made for a happy family life. Mm -hmm. it, wasn't a, it wasn't a standoff like mm -hmm. it is in so many families. Mm -hmm. um, so parents, don't be afraid to subdue the wayward choices and wills of your young people. Um, okay, that was page eight, 185. Let's go on to number eight. Be patient with their imperfections, as God is patient with you and your imperfections, bearing with you, watching over you. It's so encouraging when we hear it put in that way. It's like, just in case we're forgetting, we're a child and God is the parent and he's patient with us. Boy, how patient is he? And we can read, we can comprehend and our children maybe can't do either of those. And it's easy for us to become impatient sometimes. So it's just good to put it into perspective. And of course, being patient is like, okay then, I've just listened to Paul and Karen and I'm now gonna be patient. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I found I had to beg God for patience. You know, every time I did, I would find myself more impatient. I would run into things in the day that that fleshed out my opportunity to be patient or not and I had right. to learn through that I need to be willing to go through this in the moment and learn how to be patient yeah yeah it's this is a real a, ba a balancer quote from the previous quote the previous quote was hey you got to firm up parents and this one is you got to be patient and I know as a dad sometimes it's like you know, we homeschooled. Not saying you have to homeschool, but we homeschooled. We thought that was a great blessing. It, it gave us more of a connection with the children. It gave them a little bit more shelter from the world whilst we were training them. And sometimes I would hear a bit of commotion going. I was working from home and I'd hear some commotion going on in the homeschool. And I could hear, let's say, Hannah being disrespectful to mommy. It's like, I don't want to do this or, or whatever. And I would find myself jumping out. Oh, it was out. mostly that she knew a better way of doing oh, it. Oh yeah, better, yeah. Hannah, I thought she was going to be an attorney when she was four <laughs> years old. I mean, she had an argument for everything and it was pretty convincing. And we had to stand our ground and we had to pray for wisdom to combat the uh, intellect of this five-year-old. I mean, it was, anyway, that wasn't the point. I would often find, as I heard the commotion in the house, I got to get up and fix this. So I, I would get up and my pace as I went across the house and the Lord's calling, Paul, this isn't going to go well. I'm just walking too fast. You know, when you're walking too fast, you're going to speak too fast. So I'd have to, okay, stop. And I could stop for like two seconds in my own strength. Okay, Lord, please be with me. But that wasn't it. I needed to be still and know that he is God. That's the scripture. Um, and then finally it's like, okay, <clears throat> here goes God. And you, it's patience is a gift from God. It's not something you can just um, magic out of the air by right. self-will. It right. comes in answer to prayer, lots of prayer. 
Um, and it's important that we are, impatient, uh, we are patient with our children because if we are consistently impatient with them, what lesson are we giving them? We're giving them a lesson on impatience every time we're impatient. Um, okay, let's go to number nine. Half the danger. Oh, I love this quote. If we teach our children to be industrious, that is to work hard, half the danger is over. For idleness leads into all manner of temptation to sin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I called this half the danger. I mean, we can half the danger with one simple thing. Teach our keep children. Keep them busy. Keep them busy, yeah. <laughs> teach them to work hard. It's like, oh, daddy, my leg aches. It's like, yeah, it's okay. You'll get over it. You know, and you and them just carry on working. You, I mean, we all get aches and pains when we work mm-hmm. hard. We all get discouragement. It's like, I don't want to do this anymore. We would say to our kids, no, neither do we, but we got to get it finished. Those are precious lessons. I mean, and you can sympathize with them. You don't have to expect a five-year-old or even a 10-year-old, 15-year-old, well, maybe a 15-year-old, but the younger ones, you don't expect them to work, you know, the with the output of a grown person. You know, they need maybe some more rest and, you know, they need a bit of diversion, a drink, you know, hey, let's kick the ball around for a few minutes and, and then straight back at it. You, if, if you've got kids that are lazy, you're in for a hard life in terms of, you know, they'll get into all kinds of mischief. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else on that? Mm-mm. Okay. Last one, number 10. Much prayer and study are needed for heavenly wisdom to know how to deal with young minds. For very much is depending upon the direction parents give to the minds and wills of their children. That's just a really big encouragement to us that we play such a big part in the way that they choose to go. That doesn't mean if they make choices different than the way we raise them when they become adults that somehow that is all on us. But a lot of where they what they choose to do in life can be affected by this very thing our prayers and our study for their good direction prayer and study so what are you going to pray about why are you going to pray for wisdom to be a good parent you're going to pray for patience you're going to pray for decidedness all of the all of the stuff that's in here and we're going to study read read how god dealt with the children of israel read these parenting principles and God will work with those efforts. Right, right. Um, and, and that prayer, you know, of course, when you're, they're there with you in the home, it's, it's easier to see what needs to be prayed for and how you work through things. But when the ch- child is out of the home, they're adults and like us, our young adults are out of the home, that prayer still goes on. In fact, almost more earnestly because we can't be there in person right. moment by moment to affect the day. But we can with our prayers. Oh yeah, we can. And, and it's as tangible as if we were there because we know that God can speak to the heart as we pray. So that's that's really what we're banking on at this stage in our lives with our young people. Yeah. The Home Place um, is uh, funded by you as the viewers. Mm -hmm. Um, We have uh, contributions that come in each month and Mm. uh, that keeps this ministry going. It keeps these videos going out. I would say the most 
the most helpful contributions that come in are those that are done on a monthly basis. Yes. Because then we know what we're looking at. It's like, okay, there's this amount just to be able to function and operate through this ministry. Yeah. We'll be very open with you. Um, the finances are going out quicker than they are coming in mm -hmm. presently. And that's not a good sign. It doesn't mean that this has longevity. So if God puts it on your heart to support the home place, mm -hmm. then please head over to our website, uh, click on the donate button and, and we you just can do whatever you want. There. We just want to be able to keep doing this rather than having to do something else to bring in the funds to be able to do this, but then have to do it part time or something. Yes. Yeah. Also, you can listen to mm -hmm. these programs on Apple and Google and of course you can see them on YouTube and Facebook and on our website. Uh, we pray that you are blessed today and God bless till we see you next time.